there's actually a misunderstanding in the um, in, in the world about um, um, genetics, a, a, a gene around addiction. There's not actually been a gene that's been found, but you touched on the big part, right? Epigenetically, which is switches that are on the outside of the gene, epigenetics, those are turned off and or on depending on the environment. So we come in with a predisposition for addiction, but there's no actual gene. And it depends on the environment we're in as to whether the epigenetics uh, switch and we go into that behavior. You're listening to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered Podcast, a place for inspiration, empowerment, and personal development, showcasing badass women from all over the world, giving tips on personal development, mindset, and healing. I'm your host, Olivia, transformational success coach for spiritual female entrepreneurs. Now let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to the Empowered Woman, Badass and Unfiltered podcast. Is addiction something that you battle with or someone else that you know? Um, This may be a triggering topic, but guess what? You know, there's always breakthrough at the end. You know, I I bring you specialists on this topic. And today I have Elizabeth Kipp and she is a person that has experienced so many things and also has so much to share. And I'm, I'm just so excited for the value that's going to be brought to you in this podcast. So just a little bit about Elizabeth. She is a chronic pain specialist, yoga informed addiction recovery coach, ancestral clearing practitioner, yoga and meditation teacher, and international best-selling author of The Way Through Chronic, Through Chronic Pain tools to reclaim your healing power. She focuses on helping people realize the power of their inherent healing. Elizabeth healed from over 40 years of chronic pain, including including anxiety, panic attacks, and 32 years of addiction to prescribed opioid and benzodiapine medication. She now works with others to help them achieve the same healing that she experienced directly from the work she teaches. In addition, Elizabeth offers one-on-one and group sessions in stress and chronic pain management and addiction recovery, ancestral clearing, trauma-informed yoga, and meditation. Find out more about Elizabeth in at her website at elizabeth-kip.com. That's Kip with two Ps. Also, There are plenty of links in the show notes below. Thank you so much for joining me today, Elizabeth. Oh, thank you so much, Olivia. It's great to be here to share with your listeners. And and I'm really excited to be able to uh, cross-pollinate and share you with my listeners. Thank you. Thank you so much. So what, what shifted in you to make the change after, you know, years of addiction? Great question. Um, I, my pain wasn't getting any better. And that was the whole reason I was on the medication. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was on those, the last 15 of those 32 years, I was on fentanyl. Yeah. That kills people. I know. And, and my, my doctor's patients were dying 
you know, of it, you know, because it represses the, the 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 respiratory system, and you just stop breathing, right? If you don't get the dose right. And I used to go to bed at night wondering if I was going to wake up. I mean, I just I and I and I didn't really. Um, no one around me, none of the doctors around me at the time had any answer for the pain. And, um, and they had no other solution other than uh, opiates and benzodiazepines. So, which is an anti-anxiety medication. Um, so anyway, I got to the point where it's like, I was like, uh, you know what? I'm gonna put up with the pain. I don't care about the pain anymore. I, I just wanna get off these drugs uh, because I just, I, I, I just knew that I was, they were going to kill me. And so I, I, yeah, so I put my, I put the word out to my friends and my son who about half his audience is, he's, he's got an audience too. And about half his audience is in recovery. And, and one of those people was a, was a, um, a recovery specialist who worked, uh, uh, who who knew somebody who handled chronic pain, and I went into his pain management program, and he got me off the, the drugs. He detoxed me off the drugs and helped me clear my chronic pain too, which was I didn't even know that was going to happen. <laughs> it's, and I mean, you've been doing, you've been doing your work for decades as well, so it's like that is just phenomenal, and I. I personally, like I've battled with different forms of addiction. Would you, being the specialist, would you just go ahead and explain what addiction is? Because sure. it can be so many different forms. Sure, addiction is any behavior you continue to do that has negative consequences on your life. And um, we usually continue to do it because we crave it and we're looking for some kind of relief. Um, and uh, from the, uh, and I'm a recovery 2.0 coach, that's a platform, a recovery platform. And from the recovery 2.0 point of view, um, there are the big six addictions are uh, drugs, alcohol, um, money, people, uh, which would include sex addiction, codependency, uh, technology, and food. And then the, the five, I call them five aggravations. The Tommy Rosen who runs R2O has four and I had a fifth one. The, the four aggravations, which are also addictive things, which you'll hear, uh, resentment, procrastination, self-doubt, <laughs> negative thinking, negative thinking, and I add judgment. So there you have it. And, and, and all of those things are behaviors if we continue to do uh, they have negative consequences, not just on our lives, but usually on somebody else's life too. <laughs> Absolutely. And addictions are physically unfair. That does not battle with one of those forms of addiction. That's right. We're, we're, we all have some, suffer from some form of addiction. Absolutely. Yep. And, you know, there's so much stigma behind different addictions. Mm -hmm. And for instance, like I'm, I'm, I started my sobriety journey and it's almost like, one of those things that I feel like you get more judgment for being sober than for drinking, you know, like people think that you, you had to go through like something crazy to be like, no, I just don't want to do that anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand it, it, it you know, uh, alcohol, so it's, you can get it anywhere. I live in a college town and literally there's a, there's a, there's a, a liquor store or a bar on every street. Right on every corner. It's 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 great. I didn't even realize that until I came back from 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 treatment. 
how much liquor was in the town, right? That so and- the, yeah, so half the town is 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 um is uh is is a drinking and the other half is going to be in recovery. So half half the town is already in recovery because we have a big recovery community and the other half is going to be in recovery, right? Because <laughs> they're all so that's that's where I live. Um, it, so it's it, it's not just available everywhere, but it, it, it's alcohol beco- and, and also sugar, by the way, um, becomes food just generally um, becomes available in all holidays, all celebrations. Right. It, it doesn't matter what it is. It's just there. And, and, and unless we have some kind of training around it, uh, our awareness um yeah, uh, it, it, it's unusual to be sober in, in this world, in this culture. It's unusual. Yeah, and it's it's almost stigmatizing to share. Like, And I mean, for here, like I live in Illinois and marijuana is legal here, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, no lie. Almost not everyone I know, but oh, there's a lot of people I know that smoke weed and I'm not nothing against what people do. I mm-hmm. people can do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. My sobriety journey actually started because I was like, you know what? I don't really, you know, I just feel off. It was something that was like kind of eating at my heart like and it wasn't something that I felt like I needed to do every day or anything like that, but still like it was just one of those things where I was like let me just see my life without it, right? And then um I saw this post on my one of my like one of my friends' stories that it was like be sober for your kids. Mm-hmm. Now I don't even have kids, mm-hmm. but that that triggered some childhood trauma of my own because my father was addicted to crack cocaine, mm-hmm. and um, my grandfather was an alcoholic. I was never around him when he was because he like he he didn't really drink much um, when I by the time I was born. Um, but I definitely believe that uh, addiction in general is a generational curse in my family, and it's my job to end that. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, it's you know the responsibilities on on me. So choosing to uh, be sober is bigger than me. It's really for my legacy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, but th- since I started this, it's just like whoa, like. I can just see it in the avoidance of reality and real life and dealing with things. And, um, you know, I know this is your story, but I just wanted to share how much I truly relate to this topic. And even though it's not like I was, you know, harming society anyway or anything like that, it's more, it's more of a personal journey, you know? Um, and I don't know if any of the listeners can relate to that as well. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the things that I thought I'd share. But go ahead. I appreciate that, and, and congratulations on your journey. It, it's 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 not easy, and alcohol is a sugar. So, um, and you know, I started with sugar addiction as a baby, <laughs> not knowing it. My, nobody understood that at the time. So, um, a lot of people come out of uh, they get off alcohol, and then they then they then they find them, themselves eating a lot of food, especially sugary food. So um, it's, uh, and I'll just say this, anybody that, that, uh, that's listening to this, that has, um, uh, that uh, has a, has a, is an alcoholic or, or has a habit uh, and they want to quit, um, I would suggest that you do it with the help of your medical team 
because uh, and, and or on benzodiazepines, either one of those, because you can go into seizures when you when you quit and they can kill you. So very important that you you bring professional help on board. Yeah, I mean, but like from what like where there's so many different forms, I feel like of alcoholism in general, um, not like because our addiction to it, because like people can just drink on the weekends, they can just drink socially and then choose to be sober, you know, um, where is it at the point where you would say a person needs that additional help? Yeah, when, um, they, when they, when, when that habit, when that practice, I'm just going to drink on the weekends turns into now I'm going to drink on Friday and Saturday and Sunday. Well, I think I'll start on Thursday or maybe I'll, I'll just I'll just go into Monday, right? And then it becomes every day of the week. It becomes this habit. That's a problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's that's when it becomes this this it it, it and it's a progressive disease. So um it, it it it's interesting. People that quit and then um uh, that were alcoholic and they and they quit successfully and then they relapse, you end up uh, right back where you were and you just go from there worse. It's it's scary. It's 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 scary. It's like the body remembers the bottom. The the it it remembers where you were the last time you had alcohol when you're in that when you're in that circle. It's it's scary, in that cycle. Yeah. The other thing you mentioned, which I I want to um, just touch on because it's important. There's actually a misunderstanding in the um, in, in the world about um, um, genetics, a, a, a gene around addiction. There's not actually been a gene that's been found, but you touched on the big part, right? Epigenetically, which is switches that are on the outside of the gene, epigenetics. Those are turned off and or on depending on the environment. So we come in with a predisposition for addiction, but there's no actual gene. And it depends on the environment we're in as to whether the epigenetics uh, switch and we go into that behavior. And, and so I just wanna lay that out there. The other thing is, I, I just wanna um, label your effort there um, of uh, changing the course of the, of the lineage. Uh, that's called a transitional character where you break the generational curse. Yeah. So there you go. That is, that is awesome. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to really enjoy like listening to this again and editing it because I'm going to, I know I'm learning so much already. Um, there, because, there's actually a, a label, a name for what you've become. And, I, and I've become it too. Transitional character. That's an actual formal label. Yeah. The money addiction is something I found interesting as well. So that's like gambling or is it also shopping? What are other for, shopping as well? Okay. Sure. Yeah. And, and uh, also um, hoarding would be another variation of that. And um, Uh, it, it, it goes from saving where you're, you've got the habit of saving and then you've got the habit of spending. So you've got the whole spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it's all around resources. It, it's, uh, um, it, it's all around resource allocate, being able to handle resource allocation. 
But you know, when, when you look, uh, I have some science background in biology. And when I look at patterns, I tend to look at them evolutionarily. And, and, and if, if, you, if you go back, this is the way I did. I was like, we just have this habit, uh, you know, in the, in, the human, uh, in the human genome, we have this habit of, of, uh, of uh, uh, you know, kind of competition. And, uh, and, and we're fighting over resources all the time. And I was like, how does that relate to animal, animal biology, right? And I was like, well, yeah, we've been, we've been trying to fight over resources just as animals. That's, that's what animals do. They, they, it's all about resource allocation. And humans just have this uh, frontal, we have a, a, a differently developed brain and we've taken it to another level than like lions or, you know, elephants or whatever we, we just we've just done it really differently I grew up um not uh my my father's addiction did a lot to my family mm -hmm. um we uh he actually got into Columbia University and only had to pay 50 dollars to go wow yeah my father was extremely smart um mm -hmm. but I men mature at a different level and he was one that just liked to have a good time and party um he went into mar the marines he did a tour uh, a tour so it was only two years um and he wasn't you know, my typical like marine dad yes i'm very structured and disciplined in general but i'm also a military wife but um you know we were my my parents divorced when i was eight because he got back on drugs and um they chose to try to like date again when i was 12. And um, my mom was not in the best financial position. And uh, my father, like, we, we got evicted from the place that we lived at. My dad had a really, like, a week-long drug binge. And um, we, we slept on people's couches for a couple of months before, while my mom was finishing up her double masters. Uh, we, uh, you know, because my mom was always like, I'm so grateful for both of my parents. I've done so much healing in that area. And I, I definitely understand a lot more about, um, you know, people do the best they can with what they have. And um, I, I don't think that what he did was necessarily intentional. He really, it was just what it was. I've forgiven him. Um, he passed away when I was 20. And, um, but, you know, because of that, I, I've, develops these insane um money mindset issues that i've still working on overcoming and um you know i realized one of the biggest things that has helped me through that is increasing what my self-worth is and um increasing my own personal standards for what i'm going to have in my life mm -hmm. and not not focusing so much on like what happened to me, but what I learned from it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Um, so yeah, like, and I, I'm saying this because, you know, we were talking before we started recording about, you know, just the cleansing that's been going on <laughs> and just letting go of like toxic things. And mm -hmm. as we, as we choose, as we're choosing to raise to a higher vibrational state, mm -hmm. as you know, because there's, there's a lot going on in the universe. I'm one of those people. So, um, I just, um, 
I find this this conversation very timely and interesting as well and how all of these things are tying together and the synchronicities, it's just insane to me. And I just had a comment on that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm just, um, I'm, I'm thankful for you for even being here and sharing this space with me and providing so much value to the listeners um, in this. Well, thank um, you. I, I'm just going to add something in there because I, I don't want to pass over it. You kind of like jumped right over it and, I, and I'm, I'm going to take us right back. Right. So uh, so you're so first of all, uh, a, ru a running um, uh, kind of assumption and, 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 you know, we have to be careful about our assumptions because you know what they do. Right. Is that everybody's doing the best they can. Mm. Now, what happens when an addictive substance like an opiate, a benzodiazepine, alcohol or crack cocaine get into the picture the the free will gets hijacked by the the brain the because the addiction gets caught up in the brain and there's no more free will and you're just you're not conscious anymore you're on mm -hmm. your behavior you're just unconscious right you've lost your connection to you've lost your connection to source to god you've lost your connection to your family and friends you've lost your connection to yourself right so that's, that's just kind of an understanding there. Now, the other thing is, is that uh, you said he went on a, a week long uh, binge and you guys ended up getting evicted and, and like, you know, trying to make it on here. Your, your, your mom was in college, you know, running after two degrees and she has at least one kid that I'm aware of. Three, I'm the Three oldest. Kids. Right, wow. You know, like an incredibly stressful time. And, and the thing is, is that you were a child. And I'm going to take a wild guess and say that that event traumatized you too, because your needs didn't get met. Yeah. Some uh, level of your needs, which is what trauma is, your needs uh -huh. not getting met and um, not being able to resolve that. Something scary happens. It doesn't have to be a big T trauma. It can be a little, a little T trauma. It, 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 it all, it doesn't matter which it is. It matters how it, how it shows up in the body. So mm -hmm. it turns up with internal turmoil uh, and which is you're reflecting, you've got issues around money and scarcity. That's honey, that's a trauma response. That's, sitting mm -hmm. there. you know what you're doing? You're taking it a trauma response. that has been unresolved and you're resolving it by doing the work you're doing. Yeah. So that's how we heal. That's how we heal. Yeah. The reason I said he did the best he could was because when I was 16, my parents, my, my, my dad was on off drugs and uh, my parents moved back in together, not as just as a platonic relationship. They would live together for two years to help raise us because they really did love us that much. They wanted to give us that. And it really, it did help mold. So that's, that's why I said that. Um, Cause you know, I understand people make mistakes. People are people, people are human. Um, and they're along the process, but letting go and forgiving was definitely for me. Mm -hmm. um, it was, you know, it was something that, cause for so long I was so resentful mm -hmm. over not being, cause he was supposed to be a neurosurgeon and yeah, like I, I was, so, and just knowing that and then seeing my other family members on his side, um, 
doing very, very well. And me wondering, you know, why, why can't mm. I have nice things? And then seeing my friends and all this other stuff and really not ever feeling worthy of that. The amount, like the amount of work that I didn't even realize I did, <laughs> but to overcome that type of trauma mm. and still work through and still like, you know, I became a homeowner at the age of 26. Thank, thank God, you know, that was also like my husband helping cause he's military, but like still like I, like it, I look now at just where I like grew up and I'm like, you know, just so thankful for how I've, how far I've come knowing mm -hmm. that statistically I shouldn't be where I am, but I'm like, screw statistics. Like you can truly change your life and the transgression of it. I know that's like so off topic, but. No, uh, it's not at all. It's it, because it's, it's, um, you have to understand addiction and it's fallout. If you look at it from a, a point of view of physics, remember I am a little bit of a science geek. Hey, do you want to join this conversation? Do you have input that you would love to give? Join Level Up with Liv Facebook community for badass spiritual women. It's all about accountability and motivation. And we talk about these podcasts as well. The link to join is in the show notes below. That energy has a certain, all energy in the world, all, all, every, all movement has, 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 is a vibration, right? And so we're talking about an energy frequency that, you know, you lived in and that your parents, you know, lived in. And uh, so your stuff around money and stuff and worth and all that has a certain frequency and a momentum. And an object stays in motion until it's met by an equal or opposite force. So imagine the, the, the work that you're doing as the equal and opposite force that's moving the trajectory of your life. That's why the work is called work. <laughs> because it takes work to change that up, right? Because it's got its own momentum and you have to change the momentum and the and the movement there. So I hope that makes sense. It does. It definitely does. I'm, I'm big on like vibrations and, you know, just because it, we don't see it don't mean it's not real, like air. We don't see it unless it's super cold, you know, but it's still there. We use it to breathe. Well, uh, gravity's there. We don't have to believe in gravity, but it still acts on us, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I would, I would love to talk about some of the clients that you've helped. Um, you know, not, not with sharing too much of their information, but, you know, just by stating like how far off they were and where you were able to help guide them. Yeah. I'll give you an example. Um, just yesterday I was working with someone and, um, she's my age and, uh, beautiful woman in recovery has uh, chronic pain and I, this is, you know, so I work with people that are straight up chronic pain people. And then I work with people in recovery that like want to stay clean <laughs> and I have chronic pain, right? So she's, she's got chronic pain. And, and uh, so anyway, I 
and I and I wrote you know I wrote a book about it she she hasn't actually she has the book but she hasn't gotten into the book so that was interesting and anyway we had this conversation because she she said she feels hopeless which is what happens with a lot of us in chronic pain I I, I know that well because I, I I've been there myself and so I listened to her story and I understood that the Western doctors don't know what to do with that. So they've, they've gone through physical therapy, they've done all the imaging and they, they, they really can't help a lot. They, they, she's used up all those avenues and it's not helping, right? So I said, well, you know, uh, acupuncture could be very helpful in uh, uh, breaking up the cycle of pain that's going on there. Um, and also attending to the problem that she physical problem that may it could sh shift things for her, and then and then I I, I said um, you know what meaning are you making of how did you get from like I feel pain to now I'm hopeless, right? That's important because she hear hear me. This is what we do. We we're not present. We bring the past into the present and we bring the future into the present. And we're, we're, we don't, we're so involved in the past and the future that we've, we're not even here, mm -hmm. right? And so that was what she was doing. So I had her read chapters four, five, and six of my book, <laughs> which is, or maybe three, four, and five, which are all about mindset and, and, and negative thinking and what happens in the brain and how we break the cycle. And, that, and there's exercises in the book to, to deal with that. But it was so, this is why I do the work I do. This is what happened. You could tell, you know, she was depressed and everything when we started and she just started smiling and she said, oh my goodness, now I feel like, you know, now I've got a plan, right? And, and, uh, and she has an acupuncture. She just hasn't been to one for many years. And I'm like, you know, that's, you know, that would be a, an option for you. And then she said, well, what about a massage? And I said, yes, and have the acupuncturist um, direct you to the kind of massage therapist that that you should be seeing because there's all different kinds of massage and and that 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 person that that uh, Chinese medical doctor that does acupuncture was where I suggested that she go and then they'll know somebody that could do hands-on stuff so so you know there's 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 getting clean there's cleaning the mind and uh, cleaning up the, the beliefs. And then there's, there's diet she was already, she's already doing, has a, has a beautiful diet. And then there's these other things that come in uh, to play that can really help to, uh, and she does yoga, right? She does yoga. So, and I, and I taught her about breath. Uh, that was another thing that was really interesting. Uh, she has uh, issues in the neck and I, and I, and I've had issues in my neck. And so I said, here's, here's what you need to do. You need to learn how to breathe long inhales and exhales so that it doesn't trigger your pain. And only I can, I can open the door and point you that way, but only you can do that. Right. And she got it. And, I, and, and so, you know, she was like, you know, all so excited at the end of the session because she had some answers she hadn't had before. And, and I know they work because I've tried them. So I, I don't teach what I haven't already checked out, right? So I had personal experience with, so that's an example, yeah. I also yeah. do a lot of ancestral clearing with people. That's uh, all kinds of people. They don't have to be in chronic pain. Uh, usually they are though, 
Chronic pain is any pain that's felt 15 days out of 30 for three months or more. Physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, financial. The brain can't tell the difference between a broken bone and a broken heart. That's powerful. Yeah. So people, a lot more people are in chronic pain than they realize. Yeah. Yeah. So I work, the ancestral clearing part that I do works, uh, uh, I mean, I work on all kinds of people, but I, the ancestral clearing is something I do for everybody. I mean, all kinds of people come to me and they don't label themselves as chronic pain people or, or in recovery. Um, and yet a lot of times the stuff that they're carrying from their lineage is, is an indication that they, they have, they're in chronic pain. They just don't know it. They're not labeling it that that's all. Yeah, it's interesting. Now, why is chronic pain a thing? Because it changes the way the brain works. It creates chaos in the brain. I can't think straight. I don't remember what I just did five minutes ago. Um, and also it creates um, a, a lot of negativity in the mind. And, and your work around your money thing is an indication that you had chronic pain at one point. With that negative, I'm not worth it. I'm not valuable. That that's that's a chronic pain thing. Yeah. What are some of the exercises that you would do um, for ancestral clearing? Oh well, ancestral clearing is a process all by itself. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a trademark process by John Newton of Health Beyond Belief. Um, and there are five techniques in that. And I can share one with your readers now, oh, yeah. um, which be with your listeners right now would be kind of fun. But uh, it's based on the, um, and when science validates this, that we come into this world with the gifts and the burdens of our ancestors. So when I work with a client, usually the first thing I do is I listen to their story for about five minutes. I don't want them to like identify with their story. I just want to know what it is, right? And then, then I bring in ancestor clearing and then I see if they can actually sit still, which a lot of people can't. We want to take them into meditation. So I will do work around uh, helping them to sit still. People have a lot of stuff around sitting still, especially if they're trauma background. And then I take them into meditation, which is the fastest, most powerful way to calm the chaos in the brain that chronic pain brings, right? So ancestral clearing is uh, the one technique, of, uh, about 80% of it is forgiveness. And we call on source energy, the, the creator of all it is, and uh, to, to do the work. I don't do anything but focus the work. And uh, you and your listeners, everyone listening, uh, whether uh, it, you know, you're listening live, but they'll be listening on the replay, it's as powerful either way. And, and what we do is, um, and I'll just take you through maybe about three, four minutes of it. Um, Absolutely. This is kind of a short, uh, a short one. Um, so I, I would like everybody uh, to don't, if you're driving, listen, put it on pause and listen later. But everyone else, um, uh, just stay present with your body. Um, uh, put your attention on the inside and, and get, get present and let these words just wash over you. Infinite creator, all that you are, source of all that is, was, and ever will be. We ask humbly and gratefully that you help everyone listening to this and all of their relationships, all their ancestors and all their relationships through all relevant time, space, dimension, lives, lifetimes, incarnation, and across all veils. 
for the times they felt let down by life, by family members, by relationships, by anyone representing the creator, for any time they felt let down by the creator in any name or form, for any time they turned their back on the creator or believed the creator turned its back on them. Please help all to forgive each other, forgive themselves, and be at peace with each other and at peace with themselves. Please and thank you for all the times you weren't nurtured, loved, supported, and cherished. Please help all of you to forgive each other and forgive yourselves for the times you didn't nurture and love and support others in the ways they needed, for any times you were out of integrity with another or another out of integrity with you. Please help all of you forgive and release one another. Release yourselves for the highest good, please, and thank you. For all war, battle, holocaust, genocide, persecution, slavery, and justice of any kind, any oppression, misuse of power, position, authority, politically, spiritually, medically, or in any other way for all survivor, survivor's guilt and guilt by association. Please help everyone involved to forgive each other, forgive yourselves now and forever. Please and thank you. For all hurts and wrongs, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, sexual, financial, through thought, word, or action, all of you to another and another to all of you, please help you forgive each other. Forgive yourselves for the highest good. Please and thank you. For all suicide, incest, murder, rape, abortion, infidelity, miscarriage, all of it. Everyone involved directly or indirectly. For all that happened and all you made it mean. Please help you all forgive each other. Forgive yourselves for the highest good, please and thank you. For any time anyone was too hard-headed, stubborn, judgmental, and too male. For the times you overrode your hearts. Didn't listen to your inner knowing. Said yes when your heart said no said no when your heart said yes. For all this, all regret, please help you forgive each other. Everyone involved, forgive each other, forgive yourselves for the highest good. Please and thank you. For all hurts and wrongs to the earth and the life of the earth, native indigenous first nation people, please help you all forgive each other and forgive yourselves. Be at peace with each other and at peace with yourselves. Please and thank you. For any time you withheld love, for any time you coerced or entrapped another, violated their free will, and for any time anyone did this to you, please help you all forgive each other, forgive yourselves, be at peace with each other and at peace with yourselves, please and thank you. For any time you believed, felt, or were shown you weren't enough. For the times you tried to earn or learn your way into value in your family, relationships, or into the grace of the creator. For all that led up to this, please help you all forgive each other Forgive yourselves, be at peace with one another and peace with yourselves, please and thank you. Please lift out all weight, pain, burden, sin, death, debt, negativity, limitation, spells, hexes, curses, white magic, black magic, real or imagined. Lift us all into your heavens, transform it into your love and let your lo love flow back into them, all of you, giving you complete and total empowerment, integrity, peace and love, please and thank you. Please and thank you. Please and thank you. Take a breath in and let it out. And how does that feel in the body? It feels nice. It's it's very calming and it touched on so many different things. I know. Like, thank you for that. Um, that was 
that's something to listen to on replay. Like take those three minutes, come back and just take that and just replay it over and over. You know, just to really let that resonate within you because that was, that was very powerful. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for that. My, my pleasure. I, I first experienced this and, and uh, this practice and, and I was, my, my science hat was on and this was my reaction because I felt it in the body and I felt the room shift. There was 20 other people in the room and, and all of us were having this like, you know, like you had. And I felt my pain start to disappear. And I mean, what? <laughs> you know, and this is what went through my mind, what just happened in this room. I know something happened. Uh, is it measurable? Is it repeatable? And does he teach it? <laughs> I went on. I was like, I have this research background, and I went right into. We got to do research on this man. <laughs> it's great. And we have a practitioner that uh, just finished her PhD and uh, did a PhD on consciousness, and and this work is in it. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, and this is in your book. Uh, this work is in the book. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, the, guys, get the book get the book. I'm getting the book. This is, this is, it's, it's so helpful on so many different levels. Um, Thank you so much because I know someone listening to this, this had to resonate with them. Mm -hmm. You know, we touched on so much more than I even thought we would. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that. And just for having you here. And now I know that you have um, your, your um, booklet, your free booklet that you're including in this. So do you want to tell a little bit about that before we go? Sure. It's a, it's, it's a booklet of uh, 10 ancestral clearing prayers. I just, uh, that was kind of a general ancestral clearing prayer. Uh, there's uh, ones for specifically for letting go, um, you know, which is hard for all of us. Um, there, it, there's, it, there's one kind of, there's all different tens or diff, 10 different aspects of of um, things that burden that we carry in the lineage, and it, and it could be it could be just from the past in this lifetime. So they're 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 prayers for ten different aspects, and and um, and I also have if you go to my website, I also have a, a forty days of forgiveness program, which is that has forty. It's got forty one days because I put in a bonus. Uh, it's got 41 ancestral clearing prayers and it's, it's got um, 41 different aspects of forgiveness. And I gotta tell you, it took me eight months, 18 months to develop that program. I got to about 14 things, different aspects of forgiveness. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm now I'm stumped because I, I can't think of another one. And I kind of put the call out to the creator and you know what happened? I got a lesson in forgiveness and another aspect. And that's how I developed the program. I got like, you know, there were like, you know, uh, uh, 25 aspects of forgiveness that higher power brought in and gave me an example. Now forgive for this and now the forgive for that. And I was, it was great. So that's the $20, $24 program, I think. But you get an email every day with a different aspect of forgiveness and you get a practice, a yoga practice, a meditation to do to ground the practice. And uh, anyway, it's kind of fun. That's so much value. That really is for for a nominal fee. Yeah, and it and it includes a process of how do you actually forgive? Because I actually have, you know, with my science, you got to give me the steps because <laughs> there's got to be a process, right? So there's that, and then the other thing was, um, I I went so far as to is to uh, 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 is for myself, 
and developed a process around forgiving the unforgivable. Yeah. So it's 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 very helpful for anybody that's holding on to a resentment. It's 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 great at clearing that stuff because what happens when we hold a resentment and you know this, it makes us sick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just doesn't. And when you're when you're thinking negatively on the topic and you're creating your own your own traumas around replaying new traumas and you're just doing new thoughts, it, it just mm -hmm. it, it weighs you down. But what you just did, it was so freeing, you know, and I, I thank you so much for, uh, you know, coming and sharing your knowledge. And uh, I know this helped, this helped me. So I know this helped somebody else. Guys. And no, we, you know, th that's just so beneficial. I thank you so much, Elizabeth, for, you know, coming and sharing today. I don't know why my dog's barking. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's my pleasure. I love doing this work and, and, uh, and I always love connecting uh, into uh, new communities to help um, uh, uh, bring them to my community and then we can share. And I, I just, it's called, there's no co-op, co there's no competition here. It's called co-opetition. Oh, yes. I love that. I love that. Yes. Thank you so much again for being here. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Empowered Woman Badass and Unfiltered Podcast. If you found any value in this, please consider sharing and subscribing. Now go out and be a badass.